1: Coach, what's going on? There's a whole lot of things happening in the football world. Tonight is a national championship between Oregon and the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yesterday, we had some NFL. Saturday, we had some NFL. Cam Newton couldn't pull it out. But, hey, Tom Brady looked like that old wily veteran that we've seen for so many years bound to make it to the Super Bowl this year. What's happening, Coach? Hey, Darrell, I think you're right. It was a pretty good weekend. If you didn't like,
2: uh, this weekend's, uh, NFL and you don't like football, you know, it was good. I mean, even the games that weren't real close, like the Carolina Panthers, uh, it was still at the very beginning of the game, it was pretty competitive.
1: Oh, I, I would agree with you, Coach. Um, even till um, late in the fourth quarter, that game was was uh, was quite competitive. I'd say, you yeah. know, yeah, I, I, I I would be surprised, Daryl. It may happen,
2: but I don't think Seattle can beat uh, can beat Green Bay
1: even at home with their run they've had at home. You don't think the twelfth man can pull it out for Seattle at home against Green Bay? If they
2: play like they did against Carolina, no.
1: Wow. And know, uh, and, and I, I, I look at it like um if if Green Bay plays the way they played against Dallas, I'm not so sure if they could they could pull it out. I mean their defense look looked kind of soft as a matter of fact. And and I'll I'll be the first person to say I don't think they went to Des Bryant enough in that game, and if they had gone to him more times earlier in the game I think it could have been a whole uh, a whole lot different ball game.
2: Oh, I agree with you totally. I think uh they probably should have given him 5
1: 6 more shots. Yeah, for for sure, coach. You know, because when you when you when you look at Dash Bryant numbers, the guy had three receptions for 38 yards. And that's not the worst part. They only targeted at him four times. I mean, you you you're going to throw the the best receiver on the planet. You're only going to throw the ball at him four times. Can you imagine the Dallas Cowboys in a playoff game with Troy Aikman and uh, and Michael Irvin and he only gets four attempts in no. a game?
2: And Michael and so Irvin got that,
1: four attempts per we, quarter.
2: We talked about it uh, before we came on air. My way of thinking, that was a catch. That would have changed the game. They would have had a first down on the one. Uh, to me, he made a football move when he twisted around and extended the ball to me. That's a football move, and by definition, that would have been a
1: catch. Well, the NFL, the NFL rules say you must come down with the ball. You know, the look. And, and from what I saw, it looked like he made a football. He, he caught the ball, twirled around. When he came down, the ball hit the ground and moved. I think that's an incomplete pass. We've seen that in the past. Where, um, where, the, where NFL has called that an incomplete pass. And hey, you know, coach, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in karma. And yeah. for Daz Bryant to run on the field last week, get in a referee's face, not get a 15 yard penalty for that, and then the referees pick up a, a, a pass interference call that will probably seal the deal for the Lions to go on and win that game. Hey, you know, karma is a you-know-what sometimes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, what goes around comes around. And and, and you might be
2: right, but now I was pretty upset with the way Tom Brady got in the face of a couple of officials in their game. I I felt like a couple of times Tom Brady got away with being a superstar by getting in the, the head official's face
1: nose to nose. Yeah, you know coach, but um in 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 the, in, the, in the game yesterday with Dallas and Green Bay, Tony Romo didn't he just didn't look like he was he was he, he didn't look comfortable during the game. And and I'm not talking about from pressure from defenders. I mean the guy just really looked like he was he he was not comfortable. He was he had pain or he just wasn't relaxed. And and when you look at his numbers, 15 of 19, 191 yards for Tony Romo, you just can't win. We uh, just can't win a a, a championship game throwing for 191 yards. You know, and we look on the other side. Aaron Rodgers threw for. Um, 24 35 for 316 yards it, it, it's just it's a it's big discre- uh, discrepancy in those in those numbers and and, and like I said for, for Dez Bryant, the best receiver on the planet to only receive, to only have three receptions uh, uh that's that's just something wrong with that
2: well coach I think that uh, you're completely right with that but you know I don't think that uh, Tony Romo called any of his own you know I think most of his plays were were called out to him and, and they did run the ball pretty successfully. And, uh, I think that they, uh, did what they wanted to do. You know, when it was 21 to, um, what was it? 21 to, uh, 17 at the, at about the midway of the third quarter, I thought, I thought, uh, Dallas might pull away and just win it going away. But, um, Green Bay had some good shots there that helped them. Uh, if if you don't, you know, I mean, a lot of times you could think that uh, they didn't have the the wherewithal to go ahead. But I uh, coach, you know, he got hit a couple of pretty good shots. I I think Romo, uh, I think they put some heat on him enough to to hurt him.
1: Oh oh yeah, well. They did put some heat on him, you know, but I I saw a young man yesterday that just really hadn't been paying any attention to this entire season. The kid on Devontae Adams for, um, for green Green Bay. man, he made some heck of a catches and, 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 and wow. I mean, just had a heck of a game to be honest with you. Seven receptions, 117 yards. And this kid had had only 38 has only 38 receptions on a season coach. Yeah. And he's a rookie and he's going to get nothing but better. And,
2: Uh, It'll be hard to spread that ball around between Cobb and uh, Jordy Nelson. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see uh, where the Adam kids
1: plays out next year. Yeah, it is going to be interesting. Well, you know, um, Randall Cobb, he is a free agent um, after this season. So that's going to be interesting in itself to see what happens with that situation. Well, Coach, there's
2: a bunch of stuff that's happened, you know, uh, You and I both agreed uh, that we thought that uh, Peyton Manning didn't look like the Peyton Manning of old, and earlier in the year they had asked him if he was going to come back, and he said yes. Now he's kind of hedging that bet. Now they're going to replace the head coach. Uh, Fox is gone, and so I don't know if Manning will stick around anymore. I think he may hang it up.
1: Well, Coach, um, the situation with that is not only is Fox gone, the head coach, but his entire staff has been replaced, has been released. They haven't replaced him yet, but his entire staff has been released. So so John Elway's cleaning house. It's hard to imagine Peyton Manning coming back next year if if Elway's going to clean house. Now, we can easily say well hey man, Peyton Manning don't know them guys that well. He's only been there 2 years himself. So yeah. maybe he'll come back with the new staff and say hey, let's let me give it one more shot. But when you think about it, Peyton Manning is 39 years old. I just really don't see him um coming back for another season of um of what he's what he had to deal with late in the season this year. His passes just were not accurate yesterday. You know we hear some we'll, we'll hear some stories about um, him having some leg injuries, and um, that's the reason his passes were not accurate. Well, I don't know what the reason was. His passes were not accurate, and that's a telltale sign that it uh, that it might be time for him to go because I would hate to see Peyton Manning scooped up off the turf. And taken to some, take it to some local hospital, because he's just too great of a player for me to imagine him going down like that. Well, coach, the thing about it is,
2: you know, we've both have seen this in years past. Sometimes those guys just don't, just can't let it go.
3: You know, coach.
1: To be honest with you, his dad was like that; just couldn't let it go. Yeah, oh, I remember Arch- seeing Archie Manning play. For the Redskins, when um he probably shouldn't have been playing.
2: No, he shouldn't have. He should have when he left New Orleans. He first his first stop was Houston, and then like you said, then he went to to the Redskins. But uh you're right; he should have just walked away from the game.
1: You know, and I, I remember OJ Simpson playing for the San Diego Chargers. He shouldn't have been playing, Coach. You no. know, now at at the same token, Coach, we we look at um at Joe Montana when he went to 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 um Kansas City it seemed like a, a a new life jumped out of him and he had something to prove and he had some very successful year, years in in Kansas City and uh and we could say the same thing about Peyton Manning he took this team to the Super Bowl and took them to the playoffs had a playoff bye um this year but uh is it time i i I think it is but I'm not Peyton Manning and um and it's an old saying, don't hate the player, hate the game. So I'm not going to hate on him if he does come back. Well, Coach, the thing about it is, I you know, as a coach, from looking from a coach's standpoint,
2: I mean, Fox, you know, they hired him four years ago. His first year, he takes a team that was four and 12 and goes eight and eight. And then the next year, he actually gets in the playoffs with uh, Tebow, And in the last two years, he's twenty five and six with a Super Bowl. uh, You know, I don't know, Coach. Uh, I know that coaches have to take the last. You know, the buck stops there, but you know, I don't know. It doesn't seem
1: right to me. Well, you know, Coach. um, They said that they mutually agreed to to part ways. And and let's don't get it twisted. Coach Fox has been a very successful coach in this league. And maybe yeah. he decided to, to, to part ways with John Elway because he got a ram in the bush. You know, it's a lot of teams looking for coaches right about now. Atlanta, yeah. San Francisco. And if, he ta- if he's going to get rid of his entire staff, hey, he got everything he needs to move right into Atlanta or right into San Francisco. Or right into Oakland, California, and, and and there's some other teams. I can't think of all of them, but hey, he he could be um, he could be, you know, said, hey, please throw me in the brow patch. Yeah, well, you know, coach, I think he also, has
2: something there. And you also said, and I I wasn't sure you were right. I thought somebody was going to pick him up as a defensive coordinator, but Rex Ryan is a head coach
1: again. Hey, coach, I told you, he'd be a head coach. It, because Rex Ryan is really a good coach. And I think he got a raw deal in um in, in, in New York. But I think Rex Ryan is a good coach. And when we look at the coaching vacancies right now, the Raiders, they need a new coach. San Francisco, they need a new coach. Um, the Jets, they haven't hired anybody yet. Atlanta Falcons, they haven't hired anybody yet. Um, the 49ers. The, the, the 49ers. And the Chicago um, Bears—they haven't hired anybody else. And now the right. Denver Broncos. And now the Denver Broncos. So I'm saying, Coach Fox, it's a lot of places he could choose to go. You know, it's it's five teams out here right now that are still looking for coaches, and um, and and that's not including the team that he just left. That's six six vacancies, um, right now. So you think you it will be interesting, and, and 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 don't be surprised, Coach, if um if we see Coach Fox in in San Francisco, because I think they want someone like him that's not going to be, uh uh he's a veteran coach, and he's not going to be a, a, a he's not going to create any waves inside the program. And I think that the, I think the owner at Atlanta would like Fox. I think I think you're right. I, I, I really think you're right. So I think it's um it's some vacancies out there, um that that he could definitely step into and and make a difference right away. Well, I would love to see
2: um, a guy like that continue to coach because, um you know his record everywhere he's been has been successful, and you know I'm I've never been a big Elway fan but um, I didn't think that they treated the Tebow kid right I don't know that the Tebow kid was a NFL quality quarterback but I just don't feel like that all went down right um, and so it'll be interesting to see I, you know I don't know who they could get in there uh, especially if they're going to lose Manning if they lose Manning I think it's going to be a big uh, shake up is uh, Wells so, Welker going to be back you know well it's
1: kind of long in the tooth you know um and and after suffering as many concussions as he suffered in his career um you know is is it a is it a wise idea to bring him back you know that that probably is a question with west Welker. should he come back you know um but i i really think it's going to be um a lot of changes in in denver and um we're probably going to start hearing things like um like rebuilding, um, I know Elway's not going to want to hear that. But who who are they going to get at, get to be their um, coach this time? Are they going to look at Josh McDaniels again? You know, yeah. they, maybe they're going to say, "Hey, well, he's wiser now, has a little more experience." I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Um, but who who no, will? I,
2: whoever goes in there, coach,
1: who are they going to get at quarterback if Mayton hangs it up? Yeah. And, and, you know, um, I heard a story a while back that um, that Jameis Winston would be a, a good fit for uh, the Denver Broncos. But with that fit, it would be um, him sitting and learning behind Peyton Manning. Now, um, that might be a good fit, you know, if he could sit and learn behind Peyton Manning for a little bit. But if Peyton Manning is not going to be there, uh, whoever comes in at, at quarterback that's not a true veteran – um, with some skills that that thing that's going to struggle with this team because you know um, Peyton Manning is he's a tough nut to follow for sure you know but when we talk about following Peyton Manning the team the guy that took over for the Indianapolis Coast when Peyton Manning left the Indianapolis Coast, Andrew Luck had a heck of a game yesterday. T. Y. Hilton had a heck of a game yesterday, and I mean, it, it really it, it it wasn't a surprise, but it was really good to see uh, Andrew Luck play at the level he played at yesterday, Coach. Well, I think that uh, one of the
2: problems that they're going to have is uh, Belichick and Tom Brady have had a great run, and if they don't win it this time, I don't. I, I my prediction. If they don't win it this time, they won't ever win another Super Bowl, those two together. And I don't think Tom Brady wants to go anywhere, and I'm sure Belichick doesn't. Uh, the th- I've gotten more news off the Internet about that trick play they ran than
1: anything else about the game. Yeah, it's been a lot of talk about the deception of that trick play. But um, you know when we when we look at Andrew Andrew Luck um yesterday, you know he he Andrew Luck doesn't look like he's doing a lot, but I tell you for some reason he always comes through. When you look at his numbers at the end of the game, he's always up there close to around three hundred yards, and you look up and he's throwing about forty three times. You know that's that's a lot of pass attempts. And uh, and 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 um, and the running back from Alabama, he just doesn't exist. In uh, matter of fact, he didn't huh. even dress. Trent Richardson didn't even dress for the game yesterday, Coach.
2: Coach, if that guy had a great running back, uh, I think uh, there would be a real force. I, I don't think they can beat New England. I'd like for him to, but I don't think it'll happen. But uh,
1: stranger things have happened. and, that, and that's for sure. You know, stranger things have happened, and 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 they did run the ball for um for ninety nine yards um yesterday. That's my, that's um um Denver only ran the rush the ball for eighty eight yards. They ran the ball for ninety nine yards. So you know there there are some um <coughs> they, they they have a decent running game. Nothing like what you would expect when they brought in Trent Richardson, but they are run, running the ball at a, at a at a at a at a pace that's tough enough to win in the NFL but hey coach we're going to be right back and we're going to talk more about this NFL we're going to talk a little bit about this college championship game tonight right after these messages we'll be right back with more Voice America on the Sports Info U and Radio Show
3: America Sports Channel.
0: Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective. Live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
3: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
0: tuned in to Sports Info U.M. with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at UM 3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: And welcome back to Sports Info U.M. on the Voice of America radio. Hey, um, Coach, you know, one of the one of the games on Saturday, probably one of the best games of the uh, of the weekend, was the Ravens taking on the, um, the New England Patriots. And um, you know, Joe Flacco has had an amazing career in the playoffs. You know, he 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 really shows up for the playoffs. Uh, but Tom Brady is the playoff king. I mean, this guy, his game goes to another level. When he reaches the when he reaches the NFL playoffs and this and Saturday was no different, um, you know Gronkowski was on, Brady was on, um, uh, Edelman was on, um, Amendola he was on. I mean the the, the guy had a had, had a had a variety of uh, weapons and he used them all. Well,
2: coach, you know uh, Harbaugh is always going to concede that they lost but he's saying that in the NFL rules that if an, a guy comes in you're supposed to be he was a, he had told officials that he was uh ineligible yeah you know, he was ineligible but he did it in such a way that he came into the game and lined up and told the guy as he was going there and uh they never ever had a chance to pick up on it and Harbaugh says that's not in the tent of the rule. Now I'm not sure about that, but he might
1: be right. It's deceptive, and 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 that's for sure. And um, and I, and, I and, and you can best believe. I think the NFL is going to take a look at this. But Bill Belichick is one of those guys that'll that'll create plays to make the NFL take a look at it. You know, and uh, and I it, it is deceptive, but is it is it wrong? It's not, not wrong. And sure. at the pace of the game now, coach, we're running plays so fast that it's hard to, it's, if a referee says, if you tell a referee, Hey, I'm in, I'm, I'm ineligible and you line up, you don't go to the huddle anymore. You go to the referee, Hey, I'm ineligible and line up. Not a ball is snapped in a matter of seconds. So it's deceptive, but is it, is it, <coughs> is it, it against worked. the rules? It worked. And, uh, Coach, the thing about it is,
2: my my take on all that is, could you know they they did the double pass thing, and, and that worked for them. That's not illegal. It, no, oh, it's definitely not illegal. But what I'm saying is, is that is New England is that New England's way of being able to win now? If they don't have trick plays or or tricks, can they not win? And you could say that everybody likes to have a trick play. Uh, as a coach, I
1: love to have trick plays, but uh, but did we have the did we have the nas to use them. That's the okay. thing. We all have trick plays, but we're all a little little shady. Hey, if we throw this double pass, is that safety going to come over the top and just pick that thing off so easy because he doesn't bite on the first on the first um, pass? You know, I, Coach, it was a place some years ago when we coached together where a team, Keystone Heights, I'm going to call them out, they would line up on the field and all of a sudden a wide receiver would step on the field just before the ball was snapped. Oh, yeah. And nobody knew he was over there. He'd only be like one yard onto the, on the field and he'd take off and no one knew that he was even over there. That was deception. You know, that's when they started making these rules that you have to enter – the game, you have to enter the huddle. At that time, they made it a rule where you have to go into the huddle. If you break the huddle, you cannot. Uh, you have to break the huddle with eleven players. You couldn't break the huddle with right. ten players. And you know
2: but, the thing about that is, coach, is that if you're gonna if you're going to circumvent the rules, and that's what it is, then eventually a rule will be changed. And they did that in high school afterwards. I, I was one of the ones. Uh, railing against the fact that deception shouldn't win games in that manner where you believe that uh the guy is on the sidelines and all of a sudden he's streaking down the sidelines uh being wide open. Uh, is a
1: fumble a legal play?
2: Yeah, it is. Should it but, be bad
1: for football?
2: No, it shouldn't I be bad. I don't think for so. Football. No, I uh, I agree and you know with
1: what coach you. Every time a team runs a fumble rooski, They take a chance On losing a fumble And oh, losing yeah. a ball Or it going in the other direction So you know trick plays they're, they're deceptive but are they Are they illegal And really every time we try a trick play We're really taking a chance on offense Oh I agree We really are because we I, don't always deceive people
2: You and I know though a lot of times you just do that during the week to juice your kids.
1: Yeah, I mean, juice your exactly. Players. They yeah. get all excited about it. oh, coach! Oh, this is a great play! Yeah, 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 yeah. But hey, uh, I, I really feel like that was a, a, a very good game, and I, I thought Harbaugh had his team playing at a at a super high level, and um, and and it was, it was a lot of excitement going on, a lot of physicality in that game. Um, but um, I think Belichick. Prevailed again, being a smarter coach, um, being a coach that's willing to take chances, not afraid to to go in his bag of tricks and, and and use them. You know, we all have the bag of tricks, tricks, but we're some of us are a little timid to stick our hand deep down in that bag of tricks and pull one out. Yeah, I'll like But now, if I was the coach, you know, and the
2: reason I don't think the coach can, the reason the Ravens were in that game. And we're giving them so much. They had a legitimate running attack. I'm not sure that the coats do.
1: Well, I, I, I tell you, Coach. Um, I think um, I think the young man that's that's running the ball, that ran the ball for them yesterday. Uh, he, he's he's had some production. Um, how how well will he sustain that? That's yet to be seen. But he has had some production. You know, Coach. When we looked at this Carolina Seattle game. On paper, um, the form the, the um, last year's Super Bowl champions was a it wasn't a match. I mean it it wasn't even a close game. But when we look at this game at halftime, um It was the a close game was fourteen ten. You know, I mean, and when we look at this score, look at this game at the end of the third quarter, the score was fourteen ten. Now Seattle scored 17 points in the final quarter, and um, Carolina only scored seven. But I really think this was a, it was a growing experience for the Carolina Panthers and Cam Newton, and I really think this is going to help him and this team go forward. And when we look at this team, he's, he's only maybe one or two, one-and-a-half receivers from being something really special with weapons. Oh, I agree, coach. If he can, if they can give him two
2: good, you know, one possession receiver and one, another over-the-top stretcher, I think they could be really uh something to deal with. Because he showed me a lot of maturity in that first three quarters of being able to stay in the pocket
1: and, and try to win the game like an NFL quarterback. Uh, I would agree. I would agree. And, 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 uh, and, and I've always said Cam Newton has, has a lot of accuracy. I mean, he could he could throw the ball, he could sling it around the field, um, and and he's a, a solid runner. Even though I don't think that's going to be what what takes him to uh, takes him further in the playoffs than he did this year. It's not going to be his running. It's going to be it's going to be it's going to be him being able to distribute the ball to as many wide receivers as possible and getting the ball downfield. Well, Coach, if he ever gets to the point where
2: he can stretch the field, then now his running ability may really pay big dividends. You know, yeah. uh, and, and, and having said that, I'll say this about the uh, Seahawks. I think the Seahawks, uh, if they're not careful, Green Bay will come in there and get them because I
1: wasn't that impressed with them. Really? You know, and I, don't, I don't think Marshawn Lynch had one of those beast mode games, but um, I, I will say I think I think Marshawn Lynch has um, he, he has he has a better game ahead of him this week than he had last week. Now I've I've always questioned Russell Wilson: Is he tall enough? Is he big enough? Is he is he this? Is he that? I tell you this: He is a winner, and he has come out on top on m- many more times than he hasn't. And uh, the young man really knows how to how to how to win. Well, coach, I think the teams that
2: had success against him this year forced him to stay in the pocket and throw the ball. And uh, he's in the land of the giants because just about everybody in the NFL on the defensive and offensive line are like six five and
1: better, and the kid is
2: like a half a foot shorter.
1: Yeah, he, he's he's not a very big man at all, coach. But um but I tell you he I, I I can't say it enough. Um the young man knows how to win. And uh, and that, that's a big plus in itself. Oh, yep. I agree. Yeah. And ha- and and like I said having that Marshawn Lynch uh at his side really is 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 a it makes a big difference in it so it has to be a very um, very comfortable feeling to know that he could dump it off to the beast at any time or hand it off to him. But um Back to back to Cam Newton, coach. Um, the kid, uh, Kevin Benjamin, had seven receptions for seventy-five yards, and Greg Olson had four receptions for fifty-eight yards. Who was the second receiver? And I, I I just really think that if Cam can get somebody else to match Benjamin, because uh, Benjamin had ten targets, only seven receptions. Uh, if he can get somebody to match that kind of those kind of numbers on the other side of Benjamin, I think it's going to make a big difference, and I I think it's going to um, give him a whole lot, a lot of comfort, and um, I think we're going to see something real special from this kid, Cam Newton, before it's all over. And uh, I think he's going to be one of the guys that steps up and takes that role when Peyton Manning is gone, when um, when when Tom Brady resi- decides to, to hang up the cleats. I think I think Peyton, I think um, Cam Newton is, is going to be able to step in and 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 take on that that, that role. As being an elite quarterback. Well, I think
2: him and Luck are definitely the shining new stars (coughs) for the NFL. Um, Because like you said at the very beginning of the season when we were talking about it, there's a lot of guys that, you know, Peyton, Tom, uh, Drew Brees. Uh, No one is saying anything, but Drew Brees in his own way had a sub for a year. Yeah. And so those guys, uh, Tony Roma, is he just one hit away
1: from not playing anymore? Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. E- Eli Manning. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean.
2: Um, I mean, Eli is only three years younger than his brother. So, was that make him 35?
1: Yeah. Um, ben Roethlisberger. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah, and, well, um, Eli Manning—he'll be 36 years old this year, so yeah, he's he's no spring chicken. So, and 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 you you wonder um, <laughs> you know, who's who's going to step up and and take on the role of being these elite quarterbacks in the league. And uh, Andy Dalton—I well, don't think so. We agree on that one, coach. No, I don't. I don't think Andy is um, is is one of the guys that that we're gonna see. Robert Griffin, nah, I don't think so. You know, Tannehill. Well, Joe. A lot of people don't give Tannehill a lot of credit. I actually think Tannehill is gonna be a decent quarterback before it's all said and done. He's definitely a comer. And I, and the guy that for the Ravens, Joe Flacco. I think he's going to be a league quarterback the next five or six years. Flacco's there, you know. His his playoff numbers speak for themselves, and what he's been able to do in the playoffs, you know. Um, the, the Chicago Bears quarterback, no. I, I, think, I think he's on his way out, you know. Um, but hey, you know, it, there are there are some young quarterbacks that are that are that are really look like their possibilities of um, of being great. It's good, you know. I think Minnesota's quarterback, Kenny um, oh. Bridgewater, has a oh. big upside, Coach. I mean, he he has a, he has a humongous upside. And uh, I think he'll be, I think he'll be the one that takes uh, Minnesota down the road. Yeah, and, and and you know, and and when we look at him, we it's going to be a lot of people that are not going to believe that him. And Johnny Football came in the league the same day. Yeah. Because Bridgewater is going to be so far advanced than than Johnny Football. And this league, I guess he's pretty much almost proven that um, this league is not built for him. Coach, you
2: know, and I'll tell you another one that I I worry about. Um, I'm not sure that that, uh, going with – the the kid at uh, uh the kid at forty niners
1: yeah Kaepernick
2: I'm not sure he's going to be a, the kind of guy that you can bet the house
1: on I I would agree I, I would agree and and I have a theory on Kaepernick coach so we're gonna we're gonna we'll explain that on another day but I I really think he's he's one of those guys that's going to really struggle um in this league, I I, I really do. Um, but uh, I, we we were talking earlier about Kyle Orton, who who is the Buffalo Bills quarterback who replaced EJ Manuel. And I really think that this year, with, uh, with Manuel sitting out and watching the game and looking at the flow of the game, I think it's going to help him a lot. And I think he's going to come back next year, challenged for that job. And I think Rex Ryan might even be the guy that's going to give him an opportunity, another opportunity to start.
2: Well, I hope you're right, Coach, because I liked the kid when he was at Florida State. Uh, but uh, I didn't think that uh, he was going to do a lot of success there at Buffalo. Buffalo was a surprise team to me this year. And, uh, I'd love to see Rex go in there and make something happen.
1: Yeah, I, I would too. You know, coach, um, this guy, Matt Ryan, where's he on, on the quarterback radar list? I don't know. Yeah, you know, really. You know, you, you just don't know. Where is he? Yeah. I, I, it depends so, on who uh, they get
2: in as quarterback coach or a quarterback a head coach. Uh, People will call you know a few years ago, everybody was saying he was Maddie Ice and da, da 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 da. Well, the last two years, he's been like Maddie soup to me,
1: yeah. yeah, and 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 warm soup, not even hot soup, <laughs> yeah. And 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 Geno Smith, you know, where, where is he gonna land? This will be his third year coming up, you know. Yeah. This is hard.
2: Will, will anybody keep Mike around? Will Mike? Vic even be on the sideline somewhere.
1: Well, uh, let's you know, we we want Mike Vick to be on the sideline coach so he can kind of continue to bail his way out of the bankruptcy court and he can lead the <laughs> NFL debt free. You know what I mean? I mean uh, that's what we want for Mike Vick. We want him to lead the NFL debt free. I think he deserves that. I think I would love to see it. And hey, you know the I man been through a lot. At least lead the league debt free. A hundred hundred million dollar <laughs> contract. And he can't lead the league debt free. Come on. Yeah, so I hope Mike Vick comes back and play for somebody next year. I hope he comes to Jacksonville. Yep. Couldn't Get hurt them. Yep, he couldn't hurt them. But hey, coach, we'll be right back and we're gonna talk more about the college football playoff championship between the Oregon Ducks and the Ohio State. Buckeyes. We'll be right back guys with more sports information on the Voice America radio.
3: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America sports.
0: Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave.
3: Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? (laughs) Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies Handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. It's time for a look at sports from behind the lens with Pete Dalonzo. This show provides an inside focus on what goes on in the sports world that you don't hear about on most sports talk radio shows. There have been a lot of changes in the way sports on television is presented. This includes rules, looks, and attitudes. Pete Delonzo has a 30 year plus Emmy Award winning career working behind the scenes in sports coverage. Now, you can get the real story. Behind the lens with Pete Delonzo. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. America's Sports.
0: You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum 3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Coach, you know this guy, uh, Mark Helfrich. He got the job when Chip Kelly left to go to the Philadelphia Eagles, but uh, he's been with the program since um, since 2009. Now he just became the head coach in 2013. But um, you know, you, you got to tip your hat to this guy. I mean, uh, Oregon didn't skip a beat when he took over. From Chip Kelly. I mean, a lot of times we expect these programs to to slip a little, to have a have a little more a reckless attitude or you find more kids getting in trouble when the head coach leaves like this. But in his case, everything was smooth. Matter of fact, they even won more games and a trophy and playing for the national championship.
2: And coach, uh, you know, you, you kind of have to pull for the guy like that, that that uh, has kind of paid his dues. You know, and uh, I love it when I see a coach do that. And uh, you know, there you know there were some hard feelings for a lot of people here in Florida about uh, how Urban Myers left Florida and then said he was going to stay out of coaching for a while. And then, as soon as the Ohio State job came available, he jumped on it. And and that's there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, you and I, neither one, I think, are, are Urban Meyer fans. And wow. uh, it'll be interesting we felt both off off the uh air that uh maybe ohio state would be a little too strong for them but maybe that's speed you know we've always talked about it and you've been always been a real big component of it that speed kills and uh it may be too much for uh, ohio state to, to hang with
1: it, it it may be a little too much for ohio, to hang, ohio state coach um but I had a I had a little theory in this game. You know, last week's game was played in New Orleans with Alabama and um and Ohio State and the you uh Florida State and Oregon game was played in California on grass. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you play on turf one week and another team plays on grass that week before, I think the team that played on grass has a big advantage. I mean, it's almost playing on, on a on a much softer surface. You may get hit hit by an opponent, but when you hit the ground, when you hit when you when you're on turf, it hurts harder when you hit the ground than it did when you got hit by your opponents. Oh, I so agree. I, I think that that could be a a a, a big uh, a big factor in this game or maybe just a factor in this game?
2: Well, uh, you know, Daryl, both of us haven't played and coached. Uh, people don't always understand how important the surface is for kids uh, and, and any kind of athletes, uh, high school, college, or uh, pro. Uh, that makes a big difference on the outcome of how you feel during the game, but surely after you've been on the rug as you used to call it uh for a game that next week you definitely don't feel nearly as proud.
1: oh no and if you ask any athlete from college on up where would he rather play he he, he, i'm almost sure 85 to 100 percent 85 to 90 percent of the guys are going to tell you i'd rather play on grass than play on turf give me a good grass surface any day over a turf, over uh, artificial turf?
2: Well, uh, we're going to find, uh, I think, in the next few years that more and more people, you know, uh, the head injuries have been real important uh, the last two years. And I think that all injuries in the sport are going to be looked at. And the surface is definitely,
1: like the helmet, uh, has to
2: be rethought.
1: I, I I totally agree with you, Coach. But you know, Urban Meyer, um, the guy has been a winner. He won two national championships here in the state of Florida, and, and guess where he is tonight? Playing for another national championship, and if he wins this game tonight, I mean, he has to be put in in in, in some of these categories, like people like saving, you know, and um, it, it's it, having too many people want more champions. It's not a current coach, coaching now, I don't think, that has won more championships than him if he wins tonight. No, oh, uh, he'll
2: be tied with Nick. You know, Nick is won is three, one at LSU and two at uh, Alabama, and uh, that would put him two at Florida and one at Ohio State. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see uh, – how this game tonight will turn out, as far as uh, the chance that uh, Ohio State has tonight, uh, if they can stay with them, uh, if they can match score for score, I think they'll be all right. If they don't, if uh, Ohio State lets them slip away from them, uh, what I like about Oregon is they don't they don't uh, slack up. You know, they they jack it up. They keep getting after. It.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with you, Coach. Um, uh, Oregon, Oregon really seems to just keep pouring it on, and I think it's it's not anything other than that's
2: their style, uh, that's their uh, uh, signature game, and that that's what they're gonna do. That's what they do.
1: Yeah, uh, that's that seems to be what they do, and um and, and they do it well. Uh, that's that's the key is is Oregon. They do it well. I mean, I, I'd I'd have to I'd have to say that it's hard to believe that this team is playing better than they did when Chip Kelly was there. You know, because we think of Chip Kelly is the founder of this of this speedball offense, this fast break offense. Well, um, they're they're playing as well as they did with, with Chip um, right now.
2: Yeah, and I think what's gonna happen there. Is that if they do pull it off tonight and win the national championship, uh, there'll be even more people going to that offensive look.
1: Really, and I and I, and I don't know, Coach. Um, I just don't. It's, it's hard for me to think about that because I don't think everybody can. I, I you know, I see a lot of people. Um, even when I go to some high school practices in the spring and, um, and early before the season starts, I like to travel around and look at different high schools. I see these teams trying to run this fast break offense, trying to run this hurry up offense. And, and trust me, they would be better served to walk back to the huddle, create a play, and go back to the line of scrimmage and go. Because everybody's not equipped to have a fast break offense, it's not for everybody. I think some teams are better. served. you look at the New England Patriots; they they huddle up almost every play. You know, now you got some teams; they just yell or, or give a hand signal. Peyton Manning he hardly ever huddles up; he just gives a hand signal and, and they go. But uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's for every team, Coach.
2: Uh, back in the uh, uh, late nineties. Uh, there was a guy in the Panhandling in Florida that ran uh, uh, a hurry up, if you wanted to call it, out of a wishbone look. and he won three straight state championships and the kids never huddled. And no matter how hard you practiced against it, talking to the other coaches around the state, it was just it was just real hard to duplicate it in practice because as a defensive player, for many years, and as a coach for many years, you needed to be able to make some adjustments in that huddle. And if you don't get that opportunity, it hurts you.
1: Oh yeah, I I, I could I could see that. But when you're in hurry-up offense, if you could ever get a person in a third and long, second and long, it's 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 trouble. And I, yeah. I'm just I'm just not I'm just not for for everybody. Now you know some teams they. After a couple of years of, uh, of, of mastering it, I think you could be successful. But um, somebody in in high school football, we just don't have time sometimes to to master anything. Almost we we have our basic, and then we have to move on and and, and create a little bit from the basic. But a lot of times we just don't have time to well, to so master. I don't um, you
2: saw this uh, this news feed, but you know uh, Ohio State got a lot more. Uh, practice in you know, uh Oregon because Oregon was back in class and they fell under that NCAA rule that they had to, in fact, uh, only practice uh, 20 hours a week uh, where Ohio State was still out of class and so they were able to, to practice as much as they wanted, 30, 40 hours. And I think the NCAA needs to take a look at that if we're not going to do... Uh, the things that we've done in the past with bowls uh, where guys aren't back in school yet, so it doesn't matter. But uh, Ohio State definitely got more reps. It doesn't look like it's helping them right now. Uh, Oregon seems to be taking it to them pretty well. They made them punt the ball that first time, and now they're taking the ball uh, and moving right down the field again.
1: Well, Oregon said it really did, it wasn't a big deal for them, and they were not going to protest at all, because um, Coach Helford said his team needed the rest. He said they play at such a fast pace that um, his team needed needed the rest, and um, they were going to have some days off. so um, and, and telling the truth, I hope he's, he's not just being the good guy on
2: this, uh, because to me as a, the opponent. Uh, if I was on that other shoe uh I would have been uh pretty upset about it
1: well I, I i don't know coach uh I think right now at this time and a time of the year i think if if you don't know your assignments and know what you're doing um i don't think it's i, I you know I, I think at this time in, in the year you you know what you're doing so rest was probably more important than anything- actually and then anything else as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you know, and and the way Oregon plays please, you, you almost got to know your plays by heart because you got to know six plays at the huddle. When you at yeah. the line of scrimmage, I mean, you got know six plays at the line of scrimmage. Come on, no. So I don't think they needed any more um, any more work. I think it was they they needed rest, and that's what their coach said they needed, and um, it looked like it's paying off right now for them too. Yeah. Yeah, but did you hear this one, Coach? That the NCAA has awarded each family like twelve hundred dollars to come to the game now it's a it's a, a receipt based program where you got to turn in your receipts but the parents or the family members or the players uh, they're going to get twelve hundred dollars to go out to the game
2: well uh, that that's only fair daryl and the thing about it is though do you have that kind of money up front to begin with
1: that's what I say. Now, I'm going to tell you this, Coach, and I'm going to keep harping on this. And as a matter of fact, we're going to get a big panel together, and we're going to talk about it right here on the Sports Info UM show, that if we're going to play 15 games, some kind of way, the NCAA has to put a, a kitty of about $5 million together and distribute this money among the two teams that play for the championship. As a matter of fact, they should distribute it between the four final teams. But uh, Coach, this is
2: nothing. Kids, it's just these kids need to be given some monetary gain from all this work.
1: I would agree, Coach. I I, I would agree. So I think five million is good, but I see nothing wrong with us doubling it up, making it ten million, because the NCAA is gonna make about a hundred million between these four games, between these two games here. The final two championship games between these four teams—they're going to make at least sixty million. So I don't see anything wrong with, with taking taking ten million, splitting it up from these, splitting it up, and giving these kids and um, give them a chance. Uh, give them a chance, man. If you're going to put this, put these schools and these universities in positions to be greater and make more money. I think some of that should be broken off to the kids. Hey, Coach, it's been great, but we got to run. They say our time is up. I'll holler at you next week, guys, and thanks for listening to Voice America Radio and the Sports Info UM Radio Show. Peace.